When I first started training here, um, I, my, my body fat was more than double what it is now. My conditioning is, is significantly improved. Now that my pregnancy is over, I'm a little over five pounds under my pre-pregnancy weight. For people um, uh, who, who don't know what they're doing like me, as long as you show up, you will get results. If you want to work hard and you want to see results, come to the spot. I'm so thankful for our partnership with the Spot Athletics in Columbus, Ohio. Our offices and our studios are here. And because of our partnership, I get to offer you 10% off of any of their sport and life programs. That goes for athletes. That goes for adults. 10%. All you have to do is go to the spotathletics.com backslash get started and enter code unscripted10 in the comments. That's all you got to do. The spotathletics.com backslash get started enter unscripted10 in the comments. And they'll get you started today. When I think about you. When I think about you. I can't thank you enough for your mercy and love. When I think about you. Welcome to the Unscripted Podcast. We're Tori and Shana. And you're listening to our song called When I Think About You. Available on Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever you enjoy your favorite songs. But for now, let's listen in to your host and our friend, Aaron Conrad. Conrad. All right, everybody, welcome to Unsubscribed. I did it again. Hang on. <laughs> welcome to Unscripted Podcast, one-on-one uh, one -on -one today with uh, my good friend and pretty much a member of our family, uh, Miss Cami Prantle. Uh, Cami, can you introduce yourself to the audience, and then uh, I'll, I'll take over from there. How far do we want to go? What? How far on the introduction, like, about me? We're recording. Do we have to start over? We got to start over. Because it's not unsubscribed, it's unscripted. No, I'll introduce you, and then you just tell them whatever you want. What do you mean? How far do we want to go? Like where I went to high school, like played in college, like how, how no, far I'm gonna, do we Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask all that. So just give them like... Well, you told him it's me. Hi, it's me. <laughs> yeah, but you know, can you say you're, you can say you're the assistant softball coach, right? Yeah. And you work for the best boss in the world? Yeah. Okay. All right, let me start over. You don't have to say that. Let me start over. <sighs> Hang on. Um, you know, your career, man, you can make all the money in the world, but if you're not fulfilled and it sounds like you just said that, um, who cares? Because honestly, 10, 10 exits down the road, it still looks like it did back there and you're still not going to be happy. Um, but to wake up with purpose every day, it doesn't matter who you work for. I've had some great jobs and I've worked for mm -hmm. some really cool things. But if I wasn't fulfilled and if I felt like the purpose that I uh, thought I signed up for and what I got are not the same, then it wasn't worth it. And so I, you know, I, I've been called the king of restless and I've mentioned this on multiple podcasts, but yeah. uh, I don't know that I'm restless. I'm think I'm, I want to be fulfilled like you are. I want, I want to mean, I want my life to mean something. And like you said, I'm not guaranteed tomorrow morning. So if I don't wake up one day, my kids are older. Um, yeah. One in college, one going to be in college next year and one, two years behind her. But uh, if I don't wake up one morning, I want this podcast. I want the blog I used yeah. to have. Yeah. That this podcast resides on. I want my friends and the people I knew 
to tell them the story if they don't remember it. Yeah. That my life meant something. And so you're doing that, man. That's that's awesome. Typical film. I'm filming Spider-Man running down the street, uh, saving whoever today. You know what I mean, like mm -hmm. it's script, it's scripted. Yeah, yeah, you know what's going to happen you, from one scene to the yeah, next. Thank yeah, thank you. Um, and and so I, I assume in a documentary, you don't know what every day is going to bring, and now you have this data, you have all this raw footage, and as you said, you went to your basement. So is that is that right? And how do you comb through probably hours and hours and hours to tell a story that, unlike the other story where Spider Man's already scripted, you're very unscripted. You're you're you know, how do you yeah, do that? Truly. That's fascinating to me. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, from the start, I, I usually am attracted to film ideas that have at least a beginning, middle and end that I can envision. Right. And so for this one, the, the painting had to be finished or it didn't, right. but it had to have a beginning, middle and end because of the process of completing the painting. Um, so I know that's really vague. No, I think it's perfect. It, that's still that's still at least some sense of okay that that's something to hang a narrative on right. okay and then as i start going into it and i'm meeting people who are actually depicted in the painting that's where it becomes a lot more of you know i don't know what i'm going to find out i don't know who is going to um you know be more appealing than another person um or where you know okay this this person wants to talk to me i'm going to talk to them and that leads to a whole nother avenue that i didn't think of that becomes more of the magic of documentary everybody has a million questions for you but i, I am going to rapid fire a few questions if you got a couple more seconds okay let's do it you ready all right yeah. how many pair of jordans do you own um i'll tell you i've 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 only bought maybe two pair full price in my whole life so um so i'm a i'm an on sale jordan guy I probably have 10. 10 pair of Jordans. Do you have like the whole series or do you have multiple of one? No. No, I just, I just get the ones that I think look nice. I, I had the opportunity to, <laughs> to actually go through the, uh, the Nike, the, the employee store in Portland. Yeah. And, uh, so like I was able to buy, like I have a pair of Kobe's that um, after Kobe passed, uh, the, the, the shoe, I mean, it, the price of the shoe, it's like up to 700 something dollars. I think I paid $55, $60 for the shoe. So I'm a, I'm a on, I'm a on sale Jordan purchaser. I think I bought two pair full price okay. of my whole life. That's what Rook and I did. Yes. And so there's a few things I want to do. One, thank you because I'm honored that, that you would share that picture uh, with mm -hmm. my audience. And, and again, most people are going to hear this on audio, but what I promise that you, I will do if you're listening to this is, um, I will create a very a, a short clip at a minimum uh, and just to show the picture because I'm honored that you would share that with us because rookie served this country, rookie mm -hmm. served this nation and sacrificed himself for this nation after 9-11. And I don't know that there's any other way I can put that. And I hope that's okay and respectful for you yeah. for me to say that yeah. on your behalf. Rookie served our country. And because, you know, look, at the end of the day, that, that, that is important and we can never ever forget 9-11 and those that made the sacrifices even someone like rookie who went and sacrificed and gave and someone like yourself who took rookie there my parents raised me like to make sure that my social media is 100 percent clean like it's almost like i think my mom told me once like your social media is what, you know, jobs and owners are going to look at first. Right. And like, 
situations even nowadays with like NFL players, major league players, where they will go back to 2007 and like pull up something that you said when you were a teenager or even whenever you first got social media and they pull it up against you and they use it against you. Yep. And so like, I wanted to make sure number one, like I never want that to happen to me, no matter how like small and stupid it is. Like I, you know, I 100% keep my social media clean of, you know, whatever I'm liking, whatever I'm retweeting, whatever I'm posting myself. Like I want to make sure that like, if my future you know, manager, my future boss, like comes and sees my social media. They're like, okay, like, you know, she has respect for herself. Uh You decided to join me on this journey and I won't forget that. And, um, there's others, there's so many other people that have joined us. Uh, and I, I can't, uh, number one, believe it, but number two, um, thank you all enough because, um, you know, it's a dream, it's a vision and, we all kind of jumped out of the plane without a parachute, but um, as we're descending, <laughs> every now and then we get this little parachute and then a bigger parachute and a bigger parachute, and it's been so fun. And so I think the closing words I would say is that, no, we I don't make money on a podcast. I, I want to make sure people understand you don't make money on a podcast, uh, regardless of what YouTube videos say or other things. Uh, unless somebody wants to write us a big old check to be the title sponsor. And that's absolutely possible. By the way, email me, Aaron at mindscripted.com or Cammy at mindscripted.com. <laughs> but uh, I think our business um, and people like yourself and Nick and Jess and uh, cooking with CJ, shout out cooking with CJ. Cause that's my dude. Um, and Kelsey and uh, gosh, there's so many others. Um, uh, it, I feel like the list grows every day, but everyone that's kind of come together to say, let's do something bigger together. Um, yeah, that's what I want people to know. Quotes. Yeah. Well, I, I think, especially for a dad with daughters, mm-hmm. I think we need to realize that the example we set, the words we use, the tone we use, uh, how we lead our family is pretty much going to be what they end up being attracted to in their home husband someday. Absolutely. That's a lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. But that that's 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 the job that God gave us. And, mm-hmm. and I think many men run from that, ignore that, don't emphasize that enough. I am far, far from perfect, man, in that area. Right. Right. But I do know our 15 year old daughter looks at me in a way that she looks differently than any other man in her life. Mm-hmm. And I only have so many years to make that impression, uh, to speak my words into her heart with not only the, the the truth of what I'm saying, but how I'm saying it, uh, because she's going to carry that with her, I think, throughout her life. And my voice, she has a lot of voices in her life, and she will going forward. Mm-hmm. But I think at the core of who she becomes, how she sees life, uh, the value she puts in a husband someday, the expectations of what the house is supposed to look like, it's all going to be set by me. Mm. or you or any other dad listening to this right now. Yeah. And, and and we can, we can ignore that. We can brush that away. We can de-emphasize that or, or we can step up and say, you know what? God's blessed me as a leader and I need to lead. Yeah. I need to lead the right. I don't have not, not, I'm not saying I'm going to be perfect about it, but I do need to be intentional about how I'm leading my home and the voice that I have in my wife and my daughter's ear or my son. Just, mm-hmm. I'm just speaking specifically about a daughter because that's what we have. The other thing I will tell you is it sounds like you had an incredible mom as did I. And, um, 
and you have an incredible bride, as do I. Um, those two things are so important, right? I mean, I know that, that you spoke about your dad and, and um, losing him and, and those challenges, but you had an incredible mom of faith and you have an incredible bride that puts wind in your sails. Um, and, you know, boy, if, we, if we've got one of those two things or both, man, we're, we're blessed, right? Blessed. <laughs> we're blessed because, um, you know, I'm, I'm a bit of a visionary too, as evidence of this podcast. And, you know, to, to have a bride or, or a mom that says, go do, go do it. I, you know what I mean? Um, and then to have a bride and now I'm going to get choked up. Um, uh, to have a bride that stands behind you, man, it's, uh, you, you gotta have it. It's, it's huge. And thank God for, for our bride. Cool. Um, I mean, Cole just got all the credit. Everybody knows that. Um, get the easiest job in the world. Um, <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The eighth inning guy has to come in and face, you know, one, two, three, two, three, four in the eighth inning. The closer comes in and gets seven, eight, nine. He's the hero. <laughs> it's um, the truth. It's truth. So I graduated thinking I was going to be single forever. And, um, no, I, I, we were in church. I was in church with my mom and dad in the, in the pew. And, uh, um, this family walked in in front of us. This is going to be in my book, not to plug my own book coming, but anyway, we'll put <laughs> it'll, in the be, <laughs> it'll be in the show notes. Uh, the future book will tell this full story, but anyway, uh, this family walked in in front of me and, uh, I saw a girl and, uh, I knew, I was going to marry that girl one day and now I'm going to start to cry. Dang it, Cammy. Got him. No, I knew I was going to marry that girl. Impact I can actually make, but I heard a wise thing. I'd say just a few weeks ago, you know, seek less to be understood and seek more to understand. And that's going to require one major thing. And that's asking better questions instead of just going, why did you do that? Or why do you feel like that? There are many deeper ways than just some, you know, it's just some close ended questions. It's just getting, getting, you've got to build a relationship. You've got to get close. You got to change your proximity and you have to be willing to get uncomfortable. If you're coming from the white lens, which I do, I come from a, uh, I'm Caucasian as much as you can tell. I am as white as they come. Although the students who call me Mr. G kind of argue that some days, um, <laughs> but like, the idea that I've got to be willing to be uncomfortable, that I've got to go sit on a porch sometimes and help lean into some of the pain and say, I'm sorry. Um, and I'm with you in this. And the key always, no matter what, is when you start the journey, you have got to stay consistent and you got to keep showing up. You yeah. can't do this for a week. You can't just put a black box on your social media and think you just changed the world. Right. Because no one's listened to that. I love playing music. It is a, a source of joy in my life, but it is not the source of joy. Mm. You see what I mean? Yep. Uh, some, something like that, if you make it the source of joy, it's going to let you down. And when it does, it, it ha- you know, you give it the power to destroy you, you know? Right. Right. And maybe I'm, maybe I'm jaded. Maybe I've been around Nashville too long, but I, I'm, I just know that, like, you know, it, th- this town will break your heart. Mm. And has the power to, right? And so I'm grateful for what I do. I'm grateful that I work for an awesome boss and that we have a great team, you know? And absolutely, I love stepping on stage. I want to step on stage in front of 15,000 people again or more, you know, and crank it up and feel, you know, feel that bass coming through those subs, rattling the whole stage and see the lights come up and the people screaming again. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. It's not my source of joy. Mm.
They're just Quiet sure. Strength by Tony Dungy is maybe the most influential book in my life. Um, I would say Bob Goff, who you probably don't know, but no, Bob painter, Goff. Right? What? Huh? No. What? <laughs> who's the Who's the Bob man that paints? No, right? he's dead, Kimmy. He's, you know I do know the little trees guy. He's he's passed. Shout out him, Bob uh, Ross, Bob. I don't even know Bob who that Bob is either. Bob, Bob Ross. whoever the little trees guy. Okay, he's not with us anymore. So interviewing him would be pretty amazing. Uh, it really would because he's not. Anyway, there's there's a man named Bob Goff who wrote a book called Love Does, and it's probably my second favorite book of all time. Um, LeBron or Mark Price? Mark Price every day, all day. Sweet Look. No, I know we only have five seconds. Look, LeBron brought a championship to Cleveland, and shout out LeBron. Thank you for coming home. Mark Price. Mark Price didn't have a caravan of drama with him. He just played, and so Mark Price. In your NBA career, did you ever drive a minivan? <laughs> no. Practice. No. Okay. I did. I had a Suburban, though. All right. All right. So big enough, oh, right? No, I had to have a big enough car for four kids. <laughs> for your kids. Okay. Yeah, I just, uh, I just, in my, in I my vowed, mind. I vowed I would never have a minivan, so I just <laughs> skipped it and went to the Suburban. <laughs> I, I don't even know if they had minivans in that in oh, those they? years. Did they? Okay. All right. Because I just, in my mind, when I was putting out questions, I'm thinking, I'd love to see Mark Price driving a minivan. I really would. <laughs> <laughs> On his way to practice. Do you feel like you hit that scene right at that sweet spot of when, you know, CCM music was really just exploding with a lot of great talented artists? I do. I mean, you know, I grew up listening to some of the pioneers in Christian music from Larry Norman to second chapter, Keith Green. Um, but when I came on, it had really grown in popularity and nationwide, you know, uh, fan base and yes i mean the 90s were were great you know when you think about um some of the big successes of amy or michael or jars of clay or you know point of grace for him um stephen curtis if there was some just some some big time artists going on and i got to rub shoulders with all of those people at one time or another you know whether it be on multi-artist tours or industry events you know, and we certainly played on the same radio stations that they were played on. So, um, pretty amazing. Okay, let me start over. Ready? Yeah. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> uh, all right. All right, everybody, welcome back to my studio. <laughs> I hate this. All right. Uh, Literally, I have worship music on all the time, everywhere. Like, whether it's the new Matthew West, whether it's Casting Pounds, whether it's Casting Crows, whether it's... <laughs> like, that's just how... <laughs> I'm sorry. sorry, I'm dead. We'll talk about that in a minute. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, I'm just not really big. Like, I can't sit and, like, read the motionals. And... So, for me, just to connect with you has been a blessing. It's a bucket list thing for me. So, you're... Uh, you've become a hero to me, man, just to watch... Your life inspire people. Every night when we watch that video take place, there's people in the crowd that are there for that moment. Yeah. And moms, Myself included. Myself included. Yeah, there, there's 
there's moms there with their children in wheelchairs, or there's moms there with their kids that might have or whatever needs that they have. And those moms are holding on to their kids saying, look at that. Look, look at what we can do. Look what God can do still. And um, it's been incredible to watch. It's been a blessing for us, man. I'm, I'm just happy to be riding on your coattails and, and coming along for the journey to see what God's doing. But so I think we, that qualifies. You are the old Hilliard. Specifically. Old Hilliard specifically. Absolutely. You've seen tots with. <laughs> okay. <laughs> do you encourage your listeners that if they haven't lately, they need to share their story and right. don't listen to the, to the enemy that may think that nobody wants to hear their story. No, the fact is people need to hear their story. Right. And so they need to share it uh, however way they can, whether at, around the cooler at work, whether, you know, in the ball, ball fields with, you know, with parents taking their kids to sports, whether it's in school, like they need to share their story. It's powerful. And you give God glory every time you share your story. Well, and I, I have to share this with you guys. As you're saying that, I have, I have so many notes as you were talking. Um, one, uh, I want to piggyback right off of that point since it's it's the latest thing you said. Um, uh, and I think she'd be okay with me sharing this. I have a, a D1 athlete that shared, oh. asked me if she could use our platform to share her story of anxiety and depression and things like that this week. Uh, in two days, she has over a thousand views. Wow. And it's not about the, it's not about stats for yeah. us. It's about a thousand people read the message to your point. Yeah. Uh, a thousand people, I don't know who they are, and anonymously they were able to go and read the story of someone else. So she's giving other people the gift of going second. From what you said, um, this is completely random, but welcome to Unscripted. Um, today's March twenty fourth, and in nineteen eighty four, a, a movie came out called The Breakfast Club. And today is March 24th. And that was the day. I'm sorry. I, I don't know when the movie came out, but I know that on March 24th, 1984, those kids were in, um, what do they call it? Detention. They, they had to spend a Saturday at, they had to spend a Saturday in detention. The reason why I bring this up is because to your point, today yeah. is March 24th. And in March 24th, 1984, they wrote a letter that I, that everybody's posting on social media today. And your point is this, that movie affected me as an, in, in 1980, that movie affected me to the point where as soon as I see the letter that they wrote, sincerely yours, the breakfast club, I can't forget where I was when I saw the movie, who I was with, what that movie made me feel for not just that day, but the many years after, uh, as I realized a lot about myself from this movie. And I know this is really random, but your point is that I don't forget 1984, March 24th, to your point, the day we were saved, the day God called us, the day God spoke to us, the day, the day God pulled us out of the mud. Do we remember that as clearly as we remember March 24th, 1984? I heard a quote a few weeks ago that said, the God of your mountaintop is also the God of your valley. And man, that how powerful that is, right? Because we... We like to celebrate the God of our mountaintop, you know, like God is good. God is good. And, and yet I don't know that we always acknowledge that that's the same God when we're in the valley. You know what I mean? And, and we want to, um, we want to share our frustration with him when we're in the valley, but we don't always praise him when we're on the mountain. If something's going to be important to you on the last day of your life, you better make it important to you now. Can you talk about that? Well, just I would ask our listeners right now to just think quickly, what's going to be important to you on the last day of your life? Right. Uh, it, it's probably not going to be 
uh, how, how, how well my uh, daughter did in dance. Oh, okay. Um, those, those would be some good memories. Absolutely. But, but, but what's going to be important on your last day. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, to me, it is, am I, am I right with the Lord? Mm. Am I, did I live my life in a way that I was called to, I was called to live? Mm-hmm. Uh, not that I was perfect, but, but did I keep God in the place in my life that he deserves to have? Absolutely. I think we're, I think most people are going to want to know that and have that peace about them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's something that you probably shouldn't wait till the last 30 minutes to figure out. Right. Um, how did I treat people? How did I treat people that, that God crossed my path over all those years? Absolutely. Uh, do I have a clean heart towards others? Mm-hmm. Uh, the relationship with, uh, not only my wife or my, or, or my husband, but our, our kids, our family members, how did I lead them? How did I treat them? How did I teach them? Uh, all those things. What, what did I do with my time in terms of investing with others? Or did I live a life that was all about me? Mm-hmm. I think that's probably most, one of the most important things when we get to the end and we look back is, is what did I do with my life? Was it all about me or was it all about others? So are you a Johnny Gill guy? Is it because I, I got a feeling you could probably do some Johnny Gill? I can do some Johnny Gill. Can you stand the rain? Is I mean, it's kind of the one that everybody. I mean, it's and that's not bad that everybody goes to that. But yeah, definitely, man. Probably can you stand the rain? That'd probably be the only one that I think would give it justice if I said, you know, that would be the song. That, that, that would, would be the one. Be that, that's the sure. one they play yeah. in the gas station. All right. So in a in a perfect storm of a world, I would love to be in that gas station when you sing "Can You Stand the Rain" with an unscripted T-shirt on while I'm buying a diet coke. <laughs> let's do it dude i mean we got to make that happen bro all right it, hey it's on it is on it is lit it's gonna happen i guarantee uh all right so these I, are getting I, more and more fun huh I, like dude. these are getting more and more fun just the... we should like co-host one of these it'll be a lot of fun it would oh be a lot yeah. of fun. <laughs> <laughs> <All right>. <laughs> okay <laughs> cut the mark all right get, 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 get focused okay. in get, get that prayer thing going okay um all right but I'm Gary Miracle. Um, I am a half a man. I have no arms or legs. And uh, that's how Aaron and I connected. He likes little people. So uh, we're friends now. <laughs> that is not true. That is so not true. Unscripted. <laughs> Unscripted. All right. There you go. Done. All cool. Right. Man, we got awesome. two weekends in a row together. How about that? Yeah, we're going to be sick of each other. It's almost like we should start a business or something. Dang, you should just fly back with me and just stay the week. Let's do some months. Let's do some podcasts. And- That's right. I'll pack up my Mac Mini here and 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 yeah. my screen and yeah. No, yeah. Um. So six to eight, Crooked Can, and then again, come back down to Columbus if you haven't bought a ticket yet. Come back down to Columbus and come see Mercy Me, and you will see. You might see me and Gary there, possibly. You will. Gary and I. That's well, it. Gary and I. I don't know. What grammatic? I don't know math and grammar. And little people. I don't know. That's right. Okay. All right. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> All right. That's right. We'll see you November 6th. November 6th at 6 to 8, Cricket Camp. Um, last last week, or a couple of weeks ago, I wrote a blog about a funeral I attended. Um, and the funeral was an ice cream social. Uh, apparently, this woman's biggest wish was when she passes away, just serve ice cream and talk and be together. 
And I walked into this room and I could not believe, first of all, the amount of ice cream. Um, and second of all, just the way people did connect. I mean, even in the middle of the, the virus, there were people connecting in different ways and talking and laughing about her. And um, so I wrote that one and, you know, it was just basically moderate response um, until someone I went to high school with emailed me and said, hey, my dad passed away a couple of weeks ago. And because of your blog, we served ice cream. Wow. And that, you know, it's that like hits, right, away, right? right away, I said, I don't care if anybody else read it. She right. read it and right. she acted. How cool yeah. is that? Precious Lord, take my hand, lead me on, and let me stand. in a predicament, Aaron, where I was like, all right, do I slip my wrist or do I slip my throat? Mm. Well, it's going to be quickest, man. And that's how low it was. Wow. You, want to see, you know what's even more screwed up? I actually thought, what's going to make the least amount of mess in this truck? Because my son's going to get the truck. Oh, my God. I don't want to leave a mess. And then it even got worse than that. In my mind, it was, mm. what's going to leave the worst leave the most repairable marks so my mom won't won't see it while I'm in my casket. I mean that's man. that's where I was, man. And wow. I was in a lo lonely rest area on Interstate 95 east of Orlando and um screaming out. I had the deceiver in my ear saying they're better without without you. They can use that money. Mm. Your son's going to go play college ball. You know, he's got a senior year of high school. They're going to be better off without you. And I was believing the lie. And I screamed out to God one more time and just said, I'm better off not being here. So here I come. Hmm. And, and Aaron, at that moment, even though I confessed my, my belief in Christ when I was 13 years old, repeat, repeated a prayer from a pastor, you know, at the pulpit that I had no clue what it meant at that moment. Uh, you can call it, I heard the word of God or I sensed the word of God or popped into my head, whatever it was. The words came to me, who's going to watch Garrett, my son play football on Friday night. Mm -hmm. You're going to need to be there on a Friday night. We have a lot to cover, but I do want to start off with the fact that your husband may have the highest ERA ever in a home run uh, contest. Um, can we talk about that for a minute? What is his yeah. ERA in the home run contest? 
Yeah, the uh, the funniest meme of the entire Home Run Derby last year was one of him side by side with Jake DeGrom, who at that point had just gone from a sub one ERA above one. I think it was like one, one, five or one, two, five. So on the meme, it had David on one side, Jake on the other, and it had their stats down the side. And when it got to ERA, Jake's was one point, whatever. And David's was infinity. So (laughs) it was, uh, it was quite a fun experience, but he gave up a lot of home runs, a lot of home runs. So for anybody not, not familiar, uh, Billy's husband uh, was, and please, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, he pitched BP to Pete Alonzo in the home run derby. Is that correct? He did. He, he did. did. And he gave up a lot of nukes, <laughs> a, a lot, lot of home runs as, as they call them. <laughs> as Pete continues to say to him, thanks for the meatballs. He was, <laughs> Dave was texting with Pete the other day, you know, uh, well, after the season and um, Pete was like, you know, Jesse, I just keep thinking about those meatballs. <laughs> And he's talking about the pitches that David threw. It was it was pretty impressive. David did quite a, an amazing job. He's been throwing BP for a hundred years. I mean, he's about one hundred and twenty years old at this point. In it feels like in baseball, in baseball years, we've been right. in pro ball. Yeah, we've been in pro ball for thirty five years. He was in college ball before that. He was throwing batting practice when he was in college to teammates, you know, and then in turn became a college baseball coach and then got into professional baseball. Yeah, I wish I could have played it. University of North Carolina. Um, not D. Oh, Can I we see. teach? Go ahead. We're, we're going to go through the second time. Okay. Quick story for our listeners here. Aaron's going to hate me for this. Oh, no. <laughs> Aaron recently, if, if any of you all dedicated listeners, Aaron recently did an interview with a three-time Olympic gold medalist. Okay. So that just sets the stage. So Aaron's doing this interview. I'm listening, overviewing. Like, everything sounds great. Okay. So she's talking about her three Olympic gold medals and Aaron just drops in, you know, I I was an intramural champion once, but, but, you know, like no, no big deal here. Just three time Olympic gold medalist intramural champion. Now who, who's the winner here? Just saying, I mean, I'm proud of my intramural championships. Good for you. I worked hard for those. (laughs) Anyway. All right. 30 seconds. I'm out over. But I just, Speaking with Aaron so much today, a little bit about you, a little bit about unscripted, a little bit about, you know, his heart. And I think this world loves Aaron, you know, to the moon and back if they if they had an opportunity to meet him. And he's given people like me and he's giving you this opportunity to share this platform and to share your heart and share your story. And I just pray so hard for you right now that that you are just incredibly real with him. Um, I have seen firsthand how many people have reached out to me since the platform that Unscripted has given me. And I just pray that you take this opportunity because you have so much to offer. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, and I can't wait to DVR the episode on Shark Tank. (laughs) You know what? If we make it on Shark Tank, you will be of the first that I call. I mean, I'm going to call my mom first. (laughs) All right. Just give me an interview with Mark Cuban and we'll be good to go. So no, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I think this this would be a good deal for Mark. Absolutely. Absolutely. It'd be, it'd be huge. Um, You know, so, so it's just, it's amazing to think about, you know, how God can use your yes. Mm Mm-hmm. To truly, and, and, and always remember, make sure your vision and your goal is big enough to create rooms for others to join you. Right. Oh, I love that. When you truly 
make you know life lasting changes say that say that again i really love that that your no, bigger I, your room your your dream i'm just screwed up you say it again you know, just to make sure your vision and your dream is big enough to create room for others to join you oh and have long life lasting changes. That was a uh, mic know, drop I, moment, man. You know, <laughs> you know, but, 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 but don't take criticism from anybody I would never take advice from. Mm, that's really I good. don't have any idea where I heard that from. Yeah. Um, I'd love to give credit, but I heard that one day. It it's stuck with me since then because yeah. I mean you you understand you get thrown into a you know high position, you know, say mm-hmm. leadership position, CEO, whatever you mm-hmm. want to call it. Um, you're you got starts coming at you all angles. And I mean, I'll, I'll tell you my first several months, I'm like, wow. I'm like, it is lonely on mm-hmm. top. I mean, Absolutely. it's just one of the loneliest places you'll ever be. And, you know, unless it's somebody, you know, that's been there and, you know, understands it, it's hard for anybody else to relate because everybody wants to get to the top. Right. Um, everybody mm-hmm. wants to be to the top till you're there. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I heard that saying, never take criticism from somebody you wouldn't take advice from, so it just... Good stuck stuck with me from that point on so um the first concert i ever went to eddie do you know which one it was new edition. you remember this new edition new edition can no, you name the three edge. groups Wait. that were at the new edition concert were you at that show new edition, edition ufo and the fat boys no it wasn't fat boys it wasn't fat oh. boys who was no, the third no, no. one wait you utfo it wasn't fat boys no no at Front Row Theater. <laughs> Billy's getting no, angry. Aaron, Aaron, yes, wait. Front Row Theater, right? It, was, it wasn't. Eddie, do you remember who the third one was? I don't remember who the third one was. Roxanne. Roxanne Chante. It, it was my first concert. It was New Edition, UTFO. Yeah. Jesse Johnson Review. Jesse Johnson. No, that was, dude, wait, wait. Time out, dude. Time <laughs> out. Time to freak out. That was a different tour then, man, because I saw, when we saw him, Ed, Ed, didn't you go with me to see him? Yeah, I did. It was New Edition, UTFO, and the Fat Boys. But remember I don't, that, Ed? I don't remember that. Anyway, but I would have rather been at the freaking Jesse Johnson concert. Holy cow. <laughs> so I, for those listening that may not know, and I've used this for man. trivia questions. Yeah, here you go. I, we lost yeah, Laura. Dad. She's done. <laughs> She's done. <laughs> But Jesse Johnson, does anybody know who the heck Jesse Johnson is? Because I didn't time. know until that night. The time, bro. The time. The guitar, the guitar player, player from the, the time. time. So when Morris Day says Jesse, yeah. now Jerome, yes. on that song, he's of talking course. about Jesse Johnson. So, dude, here's the, here's, there's some history. So, Aaron, here is this the song hit. he played. I really don't. Aaron, 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 I'm about to tell you. Here was this hit. I wanna be your man, baby. Oh, bonus oh, material. Oh. Is this gonna be in jam. some kind of violation if I put it out? <laughs> Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Unscripted Podcast with your host, Aaron Conrad. Be sure to like, share, and follow on all your favorite podcast platforms. Also, make sure to check out our song, When I Think About You, on Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever you enjoy your favorite songs. We'll We'll see see you next time time on Unscripted with Aaron Conrad.